Hi, ladies. I'm here with another podcast. Let's just say it's been a little bit of a rocky start. (laughs) I recorded a podcast for you yesterday. It was our weekly Weight Watchers Flyer podcast. And when I finished the podcast, I went to go get it uploaded and my phone went completely dark, like turned off. So I was just praying that when I turned my phone back on by some miracle, it would have saved a copy of what I recorded in the Anchor app, but it did not. So um, my phone does that. Does your iPhone do this? Like every time, I know people talk about it, but literally every time there is a new iPhone that comes out right around October, November, my phone starts glitchity glitching. And uh, I was so bummed. But luckily, I just said, you know what? It wasn't meant to be. This podcast will be even better when I record it tomorrow. I'm going to step away, cannot recapture the same magic and the same energy (laughs) that I had yesterday. And tomorrow, I will be able to bring it and be in a better frame of mind. While I'm recording this podcast, I usually have something on the TV, no sound, but just like kind of background visuals to be comfy and cozy while I'm recording the podcast. And my favorite, one of my favorite Hallmark Christmas movies just popped on. It is the one, and if you know this one, then we are kindred spirits. It's the one with the firefighter and the orange cat and the other woman has the cat and they like fall in love and it's just precious. So there you have the whole ambiance of me and you, the podcast and what is on my TV while I'm recording it. So, uh, yeah, I am hanging in. I am, uh, you know, feeling like my day, I am in acceptance that, you know, in when I wake up in the morning, I'm going to have a variety of feelings that are going to come throughout my day. One moment I am joyful and happy. The next moment I am exhausted, like feel like I've been run over by the truck. The next moment I am having an anxiety attack. The next moment I am working on my earring business and feeling really productive. It is just like, no predictability of to my day. And in each moment, I am just trying to have acceptance about whatever feeling is coming up and then asking myself, what can I control in this moment? What can I do? And I am trying to meditate once a day. I'm doing body scans where I Um, I love like body scanning is one of my favorite forms of meditation. And if you haven't do it, done it, you basically lay down and the, the guided meditation person takes you through your feet, all the way up through your knees, all the way up through your stomach, through your head, and just kind of calms gradually your whole body all the way up. Um, until it's kind of like a wave of calmness comes over you. So I've been doing that, and yeah, I'm just, um, right now, uh, today, I dipped to 208.9, so I've been sitting at 209, 2010 last week, and I'm at 208.9. So I'm hoping that on Monday I have a really great weigh in 
and I'm sitting steady in the 208 range. I am feeling like I have a little bit of self-sabotage going on right now. You know, you followed my journey up until now, started at 232, got to 214. That felt like a huge achievement. And then I was super motivated at 214 to get to 210. And now all of a sudden, a little bit of self-sabotage is starting to come in. And it takes me back to middle school when a little bit of a story time in middle school, I um, was, I played tennis. I played tennis from childhood. My dad loved tennis and that was a sport that he advocated for me to be in. And uh, one of his really good friends was a tennis coach that I did summer camps with every summer. And I remember one such summer, he looked at me and he was like, you know what, Sheila, you would be really good if you weren't so lackadaisical. I was a middle schooler. I had no idea what the word lackadaisical meant. Um, And I looked it up and felt really bad about myself because it didn't really have a positive connotation. It was basically somebody that is lazy. I should look it up again. I, I'm just remembering what I looked up when I was in middle school, and I took it as a negative trait. I've never been super athletic, and I've never been fast. When I was in softball, I was always in the outfield on like – I was an outfielder on the always the side that like nobody hit the ball to. <laughs> when I played soccer, I was always a halfback, like wasn't fast enough to be a forward, um, wasn't fast enough to really defend the goalie. So they kind of just put me in the middle to do the best I could do. Um, so, yeah, I just... It wasn't that I wasn't athletic. I I just, I think I was a little self-conscious in my body. So I never really pushed myself to the extreme. Um, I maybe was embarrassed of how I looked or I just felt always gawky and like awkward in my body. And then I just didn't have speed. Like in tennis, you know, you need to be kind of quick on your feet and quick reflexes and moving towards that ball. And it wasn't on account, I don't think, of me not trying. It's just it wasn't like a huge talent of mine. Anyways, that tennis coach's words stuck with me my whole life. It's just amazing how, and I don't know how if you've had an experience like that with sports or dance or school, even with a teacher, that they can say one thing and it just forever is seared and branded into your brain and it kind of like defines who you are. And now as an adult, obviously I can look back on that and be like, well, who the heck is he? Like he was kind of a joke, you know, he to, to label me as lackadaisical. I was trying to be a straight A student. I was working really hard to try to get good grades. School did not come easily for me. I was living in an alcoholic home. Like I was just probably a kid that was tired and on a hot summer day, running drills on the tennis court was like, I wasn't giving it a hundred percent. Maybe he thought in some twisted mind that if he made a statement like that, it would push me to do harder, but I don't know. It had the opposite effect on me. And this relates to kind of now 
it just seems like a habit or a pattern in my life. Sorry, that I don't know if you heard that. My dog, the cats are running around like crazy tonight. The dog's all worked up. It's Friday night. The animals are partying harder than I am. Um, throughout my life, I don't know. Like I just, I self-sabotage. I don't, I feel like I don't push myself hard enough because maybe I am in fear of achieving or don't think I have the capability or something's going to happen, you know, as far as like me giving up and don't get my hopes up, don't count on it. And I'm feeling that vibe come right now in this window between 200 Wonderland and 209. And I'm just really working hard to keep my head in the game and stay focused and just every day take it hour by hour, minute by minute, and stay focused on what I can control, which is what I put in my mouth, the food that I make for myself, and just kind of try to keep my head in the game. And um, and and then try to dig deep and just like believe in myself, which is really hard to believe in myself, to trust myself, and just acknowledging that this is a good practice in me building trust in myself again. Over the years, I've done a number on myself where I've set out to do certain accomplishments and I've overworked myself and burned out and I've um, had failed relationships and I don't know, just moments in my life where I've felt like I've given up on myself and beaten myself up. And so I'm trying to dig deep and use this as an opportunity to be like, okay, Weight Watchers is helping me build trust in myself again, that I can take care of myself, that I can dust myself off and pick myself back up, that I can be responsible for myself, that I can take charge of my health and my body, and that I can be consistent, that I can show up every day for myself with consistency, and that I can fall off the bandwagon for a short moment and then, you know, pump myself back up to get on, and that I'm committed to this being a lifelong healthy journey commitment. And it is hard. It's so hard, you guys. I don't know what challenges you're facing. Every morning I'm waking up and I'm going for my morning walk and I am in excruciating lower back pain. And I am in a ton of anxiety. And I was talking to my mom the other day on a walk and I was just saying to her, I'm like, it, it, I mean, it's so true. 20 pounds down and my mental health struggles are still there. It doesn't matter. Like weight loss is not a solution, a be all end all solution of just miraculous. Like my life is a hundred percent better. Um, it's, it's definitely a commitment because I know in a lot of aspects of my life, it is going to make my life easier but my mental health, my brain chemistry and is still the is still there. And um recently, and I'm hoping that it was just connected to like maybe my period or I don't know, um, maybe it's the change in weather. We've had really cold, cold mornings and cold nights. Maybe it's allergies. I don't know what it is, but I 
I feel like I'm for sure on the struggle bus, but that's not an excuse anymore for me to just give up on my weight loss journey. I'm, I'm, that's, that's not an op, that's not an option. Uh, and I do, I have sadness. I'm just going to be honest with you guys. Like it's really hit me, you know, having a firefighter as a partner is, um, you know, we, we, we really look forward to holidays and especially if, you know, if Joe has the holiday off, it's like super special. And I think it just hit me the other day, like, Oh, this sucks. Halloween is going to be a Saturday and he's off and he doesn't always get Halloween off. We don't typically get to dress up and do like a costume and go out and bummer, you know, we're not going to be able to do that this year. And he's also off Thanksgiving and Christmas. And it's like after this year, for the next several years, he will be working on Christmas day. And so I'm just like, ah, this is such a bummer. Um, but those are the facts. I can't change the facts. I can't, you know, being in a rocking chair and worrying about those facts is not getting me anywhere in forward momentum. So tomorrow he's off. I haven't talked to him. We do have all this Trader Joe's Chinese food that he picked up the last time that he was off. So I'm going to think about like what I'm going to make of that. And um, he's going to come over. We're still not like we're still spending time together, but social distancing just because of the nature of his job and the people that he comes in contact with. And um, it's getting cold at night. So I don't know if I'm going to have him come over early so we can hang out. It just sucks. Like I want to, and I'm sorry, I'm using that word. <laughs> it stinks. I just forgive me for that sometimes. Um, I wish that we could just cozy up on the couch and watch a Halloween movie uh, I'm just going to pray about it. This is where my, my spirituality and my faith comes in. When I feel at a loss, when I feel like I don't have a solution, I'm not happy with, with the situation, I'm going to take a moment and pray and connect to my higher power, not turn to food, not turn to those addictive tendencies to, to feed my feelings. And I'm just going to give my feelings up to my higher power and be like, can you guide Halloween and make it the best, however it's meant to be, make it be the way it's supposed to be for both Joe and myself. And that's what, that's what I'm looking at here. Uh, the weekly Weight Watchers flyer is really juicy this week, friends. It's all about portion control. And portion control, before we jump into it, is something that I, you know, I've saved many Pinterest, um, like, infographics about, like, the size of a deck of cards is, like, how big your chicken should be. And, you know, there's, like, different images that you can remember to show you what the serving size is. But I've never, like, really, really memorized it. Luckily, with my purple plan, you know, I have a lot of zero-point foods I can turn to, and they're so filling that I feel like I'm not going crazy over my points with them or being too excessive with them. Uh, and th what this whole weekly about is not like, 
here are what portion sizes look like and stick to them no matter what. Weight Watchers is basically saying, what is your perfect portion? How do, can you discover what your perfect portion is? And because for me, it might look different than what really works for you. And basically they're saying there's no right portion size, which is kind of mind boggling because that's really what the food, not the food industry, maybe the health industry has you believe. Portions are personal and they put personal in bold. What makes people feel satisfied and help them stay within their smart points can vary greatly. And this immediately makes me think of fruit and breakfast. For whatever reason, the way that I am wired, if you put me and then like even my my fiance next to me and you gave us both smoothies and you were like, this is what you're going to eat from breakfast. This is portion controlled. Both of you, this is what you have to eat for breakfast. I would drink it and he would drink it and his body would have a completely different reaction. He would be full and that would be like a portion size and he would be full and go about his business. I drink a smoothie, especially first thing in the morning, and I'm probably going to get the shakes. <laughs> I am probably going to be hungry in two seconds flat and not just like, oh, I'm just a little bit hungry. Like if I don't eat protein or something in my stomach, I'm going to come unglued. I don't know sh- fruit and sugary fruits in the morning in particular does a number on my blood sugar. So there's the same portion but it works very differently for him as it does for me. He can have French toast for breakfast and I can't. I do better having a portion of protein and maybe like a little carb for my breakfast. Same with like fruit in the morning. I'm I've told you this before like if the breakfast person offers a side of fruit, I can't do it. I would eat that fruit and it would just, I'd get really hungry. I don't know why my, my blood type, my body does that. And it's so important to know the amount of food that works for us and learning what the right portions are is important for meeting our weight and wellness goals. I like this because obviously in the app, you know, it's going to tell me how many peanuts I can have for a portion size or, you know, whatever the portions are. And I, you know, I do tend to be on the side where it's like, well, if it's going to be that much of a portion, then I'm going to use the whole portion that's available to get the maximum amount of my points. But I've been noticing like with peanuts, I will just I just sometimes want like a few of them just to have like a tiny, tiny little snack. I don't need the whole portion size of peanuts for whatever amount of points. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of another example, but I can't think of it. But I do think for me, it's important to not just like scan it and be like, okay, that's the portion and that's all I'm going to eat the whole thing, but like be really intentional when I'm eating it of do I need the whole portion? Okay. When it's kind of like they talk about when we figure out the portions 
that work for us. It can build our confidence when it comes to handling and knowing what to eat. And I think that that is so true because I don't want to be so locked in to visual images of portions or things like that and then try to go out to eat and figure out how it's going to equate. I want to just be able to be like, okay, I'm full and I'm going to stop. Or that was satisfying enough for me. I don't need to eat more. Um, and I guess that's more of the intuitive eating approach. They say that you, they kind of have a system here of how you can figure out your own portions. And of course, for me, this all comes down to also like how many points do I want to use a day? Um, Sometimes it's worth it for me to have a smaller portion size just so that I can stretch out my points for the rest of the day. They suggest like for ice cream, starting to serve yourself what you would normally serve yourself. And oh my gosh, this has been the biggest eye opener. Like uh, my portion sizes before Weight Watchers were out of control. I just basically mindlessly would eat something and eat and eat and eat and eat until I kind of went into like this denial comatose state of like being just totally in a carb coma. (laughs) Um, So scoop how much you usually eat of ice cream, then measure it. See how many um, points it is for the normal portion and how many points your normal serving size portion is, and then take note. Um, Is it just right, or do you think you could cut back? And that's actually what I've been doing with my rotini pasta. I have been, um, sometimes I'll make my rotini pasta so that I have enough leftover for leftovers, or sometimes I'll just kind of eyeball um, a small portion And I used to just be like, my eyes were bigger than my stomach and just, you know, fill the pasta up. But now I'm kind of getting good about like, this is how many shakes of the box in the pan or in the pot that is a nice, good serving size for me. And I can kind of eyeball it better. I've also been, you know, even though brown rice is zero points on my purple plan, I don't try to take advantage of it. And what I've been doing is mixing um, a packet of the frozen brown rice from Trader Joe's with a package of cauliflower rice. So even though I'm on the purple plan and we have these like zero point foods, I'm still trying to be mindful of like, no, I, I know that if I sat and ate just the rice in a big portion, I just wouldn't feel that great. I would feel a little weighted down. Um, so yeah, my portion sizes before Weight Watchers were out of control. And part of that is my food addiction tendencies. Like there is a hole in me <laughs> that I am trying to fill with sad feelings or stress. And there's no portion big enough to fill that hole. 
So it's not even about the portion size. It's like, I got to take care of whatever feeling it is that's making me be a bottomless pit, no matter the portion size. That's what I have to get in touch with first. And then I can have a really clear set of like portion control. I personally, in my Weight Watchers program, am not using a scale that much. I'm kind of trying to use measuring cups and tablespoons, but I've got to be honest with you. Like I am kind of just eyeballing it. And this is where I think that my Weight Watchers journey is going to have many different uh, levels of rigidness. And right now I'm taking a lot of different factors into consideration. I am losing weight each week And I'm not being strict about measuring things out, not using a scale. There might come a point in my Weight Watchers journey where I am like plateauing or getting closer to maintenance and it's harder for me to lose weight and I'm going to have to really zone in on pulling out the scale and measuring things and getting really much more precise. But right now I'm being a little bit loosey-goosey. That's specifically why I chose the purple plan. A lot of people shy away from WW's purple plan because they're like, I can never be able to just have zero point potatoes. Like I would just eat all of it. And for me, it was more important for me to have more flexibility and not feel so rigid with like having to track every single thing because I typically will rebel in that situation and I'll just get frustrated and try to be too much of a perfectionist and then if I fail I'll just give up. I like the fact with purple that there's a lot of foods that I don't have to necessarily measure out within reason can kind of eyeball and guesstimate it and I'm you know, not having to be like super rigid with tracking points. And I know for you, it might be the opposite. You might need to track those points. For me right now, it's working. I need a little bit more flexibility and um, and a little bit more choice and freedom because then it makes me feel like I am not like in prison with this diet, that I have some looseness. Um. But I do recognize, I think my point is that I do recognize that that might need to change and I'm open to that changing. There are some foods, and we've talked about this a lot, that I am not even bringing into the house because I know that no matter if I weigh everything out, if I take just the portion size, it will never satisfy me. Oreos, uh candy for Halloween. Um, I mean, I, there's just a long list of foods, graham crackers, animal crackers, um, Doritos, like something about the flavor profile of those foods. I am just, I can never get truly satiated. I just will eat and eat and eat and eat. So I just don't keep them in the house because I just zero portion, zero portion size because I have zero portion control. And yeah, I think that like I found these cheese 
salami roll-ups at Costco. And when I scan them into my app, it says three for five points. And I find that I just need one of them uh, for, I think it's two points. And it's just like my little tiny snack. I just need one. Um, And that works for me. So I love the flexibility in this program that you can just figure out what works for you and then do it. How are you with your portion control? Uh, I think I, I know going out to eat is something that I struggle with with portion control. And so like I've said in the past, you know, going to a Mexican restaurant, I'm going to want to eat all the chips and salsa. So I'm either, I, with some times of portion control, it's going to have to just be like, I bulk up my fit points and really like work it hard as far as getting extra of those so that I can just go and not have to worry about portion control and then make it kind of like a once in a while thing, not like a going out to eat all the time. It's just that fine balance of like, I can do portion control, but like, don't push me too hard because sometimes if I can't just like be loosey goosey and eat what I want, I'm going to rebel against the system. So I'm always trying to like rein myself in and be like, okay, what's my level of comfort? Okay. I'm going to work with you body. I'm going to work with you brain. I'm going to give you what you want within reason. Let's like work together and make this possible. Uh, and then, you know, my portion size differentiates based on the time of the month. There's certain times during the month where I need bigger portions of food because I'm just hungry. Um, I know that when I am stressed, my body kind of plays a trick, plays tricks on me with portion control. If I, I've had several times in my life Um, that I have worked myself so hard with either my earring business or my other job and stayed up super late and I will just feel famished and like my hunger is at a level million and that I could just scarf down tons and tons of food and once again get that bottomless pit don't put portion control on me feeling and it's really like if I went to bed or if I lay down and do a did a meditation my nervous system would calm down and I guarantee because I've done it before, I'm not as hungry as I think that I am. So I do try to monitor that as well. Uh, and then I, I've always had a scarcity mindset when it comes to food and I need to look at that too. This especially happens like on holidays or if I go out to eat where I have this behavior where I think I'm not going to get this food again and this food isn't going to taste good warmed up. It's just tastes good now. And I get this scarcity mindset where it's like, screw portion control. I just need to eat it while I can, because this is a once in a lifetime, which it never is opportunity to eat this. And so I just go all out. And I mean, it is true. Like sushi, You know, sushi is not the best leftover. Uh, There's a lot of like my favorite Chinese food that sometimes, you know, a lot of dishes are, but some dishes aren't great leftover. And then it's tricky with money. Like it's really expensive to go out to eat where I live. Like for my partner and I to go out to Chinese food, it can range 
I mean, depending on if we get a drink or whatever, like it could be up to $40 or $60. Like it gets really expensive here. And so I start to factor all these things in and then portion control is like the last thing that I think about. I factor in, oh, I never get to go out to eat with him and oh, this meal is going to cost so much money and oh, it's not going to taste good left over. And all of those become the main factors and then I'll eat more than my portion size or what I actually like, I'll eat so much that it my stomach hurts. Like I have to unbutton my pants just because of these factors. And I want to shift that. I'm not quite sure how to shift it yet, but you know, I I can still, you know, it's not scarcity like that restaurant hopefully will still be there. I can go back and get that and it doesn't have to be all or nothing or we just order less food and we go more often. I I don't know what the solution is. Maybe you have a solution, but I do recognize that's a little bit backwards thinking and the portion control and my intuitive eating needs to kind of come at the top of that decision making versus at the bottom. I also am very easily influenced by other people's eating habits. So when if I'm sitting at a table, their portion size and what they can eat and metabolize might be very different than me. But I have a hard time remembering that and I just think we have the same like I can eat just as much as them or it also will go on the flip side where they eat very little and that stresses me out. So when I'm eating out with people, I will sometimes be mindlessly keeping up with them of how fast they're eating or how much they're eating um, out of stress and I'm completely going against what intuitively feels good as far as like portion. I've never been someone when I go out to eat that's like, hey, before you bring my food, put half in a to-go container and half bring it to me. I'm willing to try that. That might be my best ticket. But there again, it's this fine line with me where it's like if I restrict myself too much, my brain catches on to it and it's like I will – I there's the potential for me to binge even more, to like rebel against the restriction. So this is kind of like a chess game. I don't know if you feel that way sometimes with your own self. Like there's parts of me that feel like they've just developed these hard and fast patterns and way of thinking. And I have to really chess maneuver, like trick them into a different way of thinking and that it's not serving us anymore. And let's try something different. I... And loving things like hard-boiled eggs because, no, a hard-boiled egg does not taste amazing to me. It's not something I crave. It's just blah. But it stretches. It's zero points, and it stretches the amount of time that I can go between meals. And like I said, to save my points so that if I do go over a little bit with portion, I have an extra cushion. I'm really trying to to build times in my day and with certain foods that I can kind of have cushions when the serving portion just isn't quite enough for me. I just want a little bit more. Um, yeah. 
All right. The recipe that they have in the weekly flyer is Mason, Mason, Mason jar chickpea and veggie noodle soup. I am just not a fan of chickpeas. I don't know. This does not look very good to me at all. It looks, it's with ramen and I don't know, grated Parmesan. This recipe is weird. <laughs> uh, I don't think so, but maybe it's really, really good. Who knows? I don't think I'll be trying it for four points uh, on purple. No, no, thank you. That's a portion that I don't need to to partake in. I cannot talk tonight. Okay, ladies, uh, I am so glad that I got back on the podcast and I didn't let last night's debacle derail me. Um, I will hopefully come on tomorrow, well, tomorrow's Halloween, maybe Sunday, and come on with a weekly, um, our our daily reader of weight loss for this week. Um, And I'm going to get back to watching the cute Christmas cat Hallmark movie. I hope you're having a great evening and um, love hearing from you on Instagram, Sheila Jane Co. or my website, SheilaJane.co. So proud of myself today. I finished, I've been in kind of an earring making rut and I've gotten back on the bandwagon. I made, I'm working on right now making my classic earrings that are made of cork. So I've been doing my earring business for a little over two years now. And I've just been trying like a lot of different styles and designs and techniques, but I have a core kind of collection of cork earring designs that are like set in stone. They're just proven to look fabulous and stunning. And I just love them and I've been perfecting them. So typically, I only come out with a very small collection of earrings once a month, and when they sell out, and they typically sell out fast, they're gone. But I've been wanting to have on my website a core collection that's always up on the site, and it's also the collection that I am going to sell at wineries. I have several tasting rooms in wine country that want to sell my earrings. And so I have to have like a collection to offer them at wholesale so that they can sell my earrings. And that's really what I'm working on right now. So I'm proud of myself that I have cut out the time to do that because sometimes it just gets pushed to the side with other work stuff and glad that I am getting it done. And hopefully by Thanksgiving, I will have lots of those earrings up on the website Um, And I'll be excited to share those with you, too. I put a lot of love into them, and they're lightweight, uh, so they don't, you know, we're not trying to drag ourselves down with any extra weight. So my earrings are lightweight, and they just feel like a dream. So I'm excited to uh, keep making them and then share them with you. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Bye.